Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. Thomas Merton said that art enables us to find ourselves and lose ourselves at the same time. And this is what my friend Melissa Harriet's art does for me and for so many people. In this episode, we talk about how I use her art in session with my clients, and we talk about so much more. This is a really fun one, guys. Thanks for joining. So, okay, let's just jump right in. So mental health, what does that mean to you? Like, tell us a little about your journey or like whatever, just when, when I say that to you, what does it mean? Yeah, uh, mental health to, to me is, uh, like you started to say, it's creating space. So I think that it's easy for people to see, um, oh, Melissa does all these things, right? She works a corporate job, she um, starts to paint, and then painting blows up, and then she starts to dabble in design, and she's got design clients. And I hear comments that I think most of the time are well-meaning. Um, Everything you touch turns to gold, mm. Right. And so mental health, I I can go down this road of must do all things, must be all things, must run full speed ahead at all times because I have always attached worth to achievement, Mm. Mm. right? So mental health is stopping, slowing down, creating space for things that make me feel good, make me feel Mm. whole, make me feel healthy. And here's the really hard part for me. Oh, gosh, he can hear me. He's in the other room. Listening, for example, when my husband can see me about to crash before I crash. Okay. So so instead of being defensive, no, no, no. I can do all things, be all things, go everywhere, go on no sleep, you know, work harder, faster, stronger than anyone around me. He'll say, it's coming. It's happening. It's happening. Because nobody, nobody is immune, right, to that crash. So knowing that it's coming and recognizing it and slowing down. Yeah, but those of us that are like doers, right, and that's, you want to just keep on chugging. And so to be surrounded by not just yes people, but the people that are like, because I want to hype you, I see that you need to take some, take a break, take some space. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. And and are you kind of have you gotten better at knowing like maybe what those warning signs are, the red flags are? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I feel I can feel my have you ever been in in a bad mood? And you know, you're in a bad mood, you choose not to come out of it. You hear how you're talking to people, but you You, just want to be sassy. And you're like, you're just um, I'm just in it. And I know I'm being cranky, but I'm just when I feel myself going into that space. And I, and I go turbo. So, for example, I talked on my Instagram stories one day. And it was kind of in jest, but it was a very real um, example. It was a Friday afternoon. It was a week that I had completely booked myself solid, morning, noon, and night, corporate job, after work, meet, all the things. Friday afternoon, about 5 o'clock, 5.30, I started vacuuming. A very simple, everyday task. No, Juliet. Your girl rage vacuumed this entire house and created a blister from rage vacuuming, right? So I was doing it, and in my head, I was also, well, who else is going to do this? Who else is going to get all this done? I have to do all these things and rage vacuum. So I could tell in that moment of vacuuming, I was like, 
this is what is happening. I'm about to crash. And right now I'm doing it wearing this disguise of I can yes. do and be all things and I have to do them. And, and also I'm a martyr. I'm a martyr. I'm also cleaning the house. Look at me. Come on. Take a seat, Melissa. So I had to recognize that. That's right. So yeah, productivity and that busyness that we wear as a badge of honor. Yeah, girl, I'm bad at it. Yeah, that's really hard. To but you got those vacuum lines, girl. I know you got yeah. the vacuum lines. Yeah, I do love a good vacuum line. Mm -hmm. uh, so okay, but when, when you said it before, you, you defined or, or yeah, worthiness by achievement, right? So I think I talk about that with clients all the time, like how what is achievement? Because the way you measure achievement or success Maybe right. different than the sister down the street, or maybe, but but we get into this, um, you know, and it comes from all our own stuff or the yeah. and all of that. So, have you gotten better at kind of teasing that out a little bit? Like your worth is not attached to that so much. Yeah, I think what helped me is understanding maybe why I started to feel that way in the first place, so I could identify it. And if I dig down, I, when I get deep into the into the just the real stuff, I call it. Um, getting to the white meat, right? Like getting to the deep white meat of the that. thing. Yeah. And so when I thought about achievement and why I am so ridiculously tied to it from a value standpoint, if I get really deep and go way, way back as back as far as I can go, I think that it's because, so warning, good thing I'm talking to a therapist because dude. So my mom was 15 years old when she had me. I'm sorry, when she found out she was pregnant with me, she had just turned 16 when she had me. And I remember from the time I was really little, and she never meant to do this to me, but she would say, nobody thought I was going to be anything. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and I don't know if she ever said these words, but they translated to me, nobody thought you were ever going to be anything. Mm. That essentially we were both meant to do nothing great. I was supposed to fail. I was supposed to fail as a person. I was supposed to fail as a mother. Mm. I was supposed to fail at making money. I was supposed to fail at taking care of you. It and was all you, stacked against you. Yeah. And you were supposed to fail at being anything because I was, uh, unfortunately for you, you were born to me mm. and I was too young and I didn't know any better. So that stuff, that That's stuff, okay, yes. That I think I'm pretty positive is what started it. And yeah. so th then I was like, well, I've got to get good grades and I've got to do this and I've got to try out for this and I want to make this and oh, I sing. Well, I've got to have a solo and I play soccer. Well, I've got to be the captain of the, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So not just yeah. here, but here, because I'm right. going to show you suckers. That's yeah. right. That's right. And for so, and so much of our life, that stuff is so subconscious. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then, you know, as you get older and some stuff starts to shed and you get that, you get to that white meat, yeah. you know, you can not just recognize it, but you can either heal some of that or, or use it for good Yeah. or, yeah. And I yeah. think that's the balance because you do with, these are gifts, right? Like I, yeah. you need to be able to share them and that's awesome. Yeah. But it's that inherent stuff that matters. Like, right. can I know my worth outside of this external validation or all of that? Right. And that's, that's, that's the key. I think achievement is fantastic. I think goals are great. I think anything that empowers you to get the most out of this one precious life that you have, right? Like squeeze everything you can from it. I find nothing wrong with that. What I find is a problem is when you tie who you are to what you do. And right. so like I will post something on Instagram, for example, and then I'll just go about my day. 
And maybe later I'll look at who has viewed it or who has liked it. Maybe I'll engage with people who are kind enough to comment. But I do not sit there yes. and watch. You know, I, I think that's a thing, right? People sit there and watch likes come in and they oh. then go back and see who has hit the like button and who, who has yes. They'll read into that. They'll do all that. So you can't tie your self-worth to A, your achievement, and then B, applause for said achievement. Mm -hmm. Yes. And aren't you just so grateful when we were like angsty tweens and teens that we didn't have that? <laughs> Girl. I, I mean, it's hard as an adult sometimes. So it's, it's very hard. hard. Yeah, that's right. So let's let's shift from that to the imposter syndrome stuff, because you've been yeah. open about that. Um, yeah. So and it's so connected to that, because in my mind, imposter stuff really comes in when there's some kind of like perfectionism in there, right? Like, <laughs> uh huh. I'm not calling you out. I'm no, calling guilty. Out guilty. Syndrome, guilty. Right? I'll wear it. I'll wear it. I'll you wear know, it. and we and we all experience that sometimes where we're like, who am I showing up on this camera? Like, there are so many other people that know better, you know, more things than me. Mm -hmm. So, so just talking about your journey with imposter syndrome, especially as you have leaned into so many different strengths. Yeah. So I think. I think that's where it starts is leaning into different things because mm -hmm. there's that old adage, um, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. Right. And so I personally really like a lot of different things. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people do, but when it comes to expressing them, sharing with them, going down certain paths, people are very scared to, well, a be a beginner or B mm -hmm. like start bad. They're really scared of doing that. So, and they're scared that people will judge them if they kind of bounce around too much, right? When we were growing up, people normally did one or two things yeah. and that's, that's all they did, yep. right? My grandparents had like one job, their whole, worked that's at right. one place their whole life, um, yep. things like that. So for me to, so, so let me actually back up. If I'm talking about the last decade where I feel I've been doing a lot of different things, I've always had this corporate job, which is in recruiting and Outside of that, that alone, although I'm incredibly grateful for my career, that does not alone fulfill me. So about 10 years ago, I started working at a fashion boutique that my friend had called Lotus and then Crib because I like clothing. And I started a blog because I like to write and I loved to take pictures of clothing and I love to share ideas. And then I was taking Pilates classes and the instructor was like, you should teach Pilates. So for about five, six years, I taught Pilates. Mm -hmm. And then I went into um, a lot of people are doing them or have done them like a social marketing business like skincare and then I went to art and then art branched out into design so when you do all of these different things over the course of 10 years you can start to worry that mm. you are an imposter in one or more of those things mm. right so when I started to paint for so long I would say I paint but I'm not an artist oh I paint but I'm not an artist now I'm okay. ashamed of ever saying that okay because it was a complete lack of confidence it protected what, you, though. It, you felt like you had some distance from it. If you that's right. It, it was self-preservation because I thought, yeah. if I never claim to be an artist, nobody can say I'm a bad one. And that is a terrible, terrible thing to do to yourself. So what mm -hmm. has helped me come out of it is start to recognize when I do it and then think to yourself, Melissa, mm -hmm. if you loved yourself like you love your girlfriends or you love your husband, what would you say to them? Mm -hmm. And then what would your highest self say back to you? Mm -hmm. not, this, not this crap that you're spinning in, that you're not good enough. Yep. What would you say to your most beloved? And yep. then if you say that to yourself, it changes things.
That's right. And, and, and it, it is a shame that, you know, we, we, know, we all know this. We're our own hardest critics. Yeah. But using that technique of, of what, what would I say? What would I say to my people? Yeah. yeah. It, it helps. It helps. Yeah. yeah. And then, and, but the catching it, that's the hardest part because you can yeah. spin mm -hmm. and not realize you've been spinning for a minute. And then, mm -hmm. so I think that takes a lot of practice too. Yeah, it does. And the language matters. So that's the other thing I'm hearing in this. The language matters. So yeah. the labels or the lack mm -hmm. of labels or whatever, yeah. Yeah. all of that matters. And then I think, I think just embracing that you can be and do more than one thing, right? Yeah. Who, dis who, decide yes. who decided what the boxes are, right? Mm -hmm. I have friends who are incredible mothers who until they had a child, they weren't ever a mother. So they became a mother. And then all of a sudden, the, the world recognizes them as a mother, mm -hmm. right? And then they worry, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really feel like a mom. You're a mom, baby. You're a mo you're momming, right? Yes. And you're doing all these other things. Like, I just think it's very, very sad mm -hmm. when, we, um, when we limit ourselves, right? That's because true. at the end of my life, I'm not going to look back and wish I tried less things. Right. Oh, yes. That gives me chills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, it, and I always think about that. I mean, the YOLO thing, right? This one wild and precious life. Like, why not? Why and not? We, get, we let ourselves get so boxed in by societal expectations and norms. And fear. And fear. There's we so much fear. I forget where I read the quote, and I'm, I'm probably going to do a terrible job at paraphrasing it, but it's like, we care about what somebody we sat next to in Spanish class in the eighth grade thinks about us. So we don't do things like we don't want Karen from Spanish class in 1994 to see us right. fail. So we don't do it. Like that's it's ridiculous. That's, that's a bit ridiculous. Right. Bye Karen. Yeah. Because uh, you know, yeah. And, and, and the other part of this, and I had this conversation with last week's guest too, about uh, women supporting women. And, 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 you know, and this goes for anybody, like yeah. w women supporting, all of us supporting each other. Like there's enough room yes. for us all. Yeah. And the competition, I mean, and again, like we were talking about with social media, it can be very hard for any of us. Um, but there's enough room, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's enough room. Yeah, there's enough room for everyone. And when I really realized that, that other <laughs> We, we are, as girls are taught, my mom did not teach me this. My, my mom didn't teach me this, but society taught me that girls are my competition, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're pretty, there's somebody prettier. If you're smart, there's somebody smarter. If you like that boy and somebody else likes that boy and that boy picks her, there's something wrong with you. There's too, too much competition. Um, shout out to my mom if she joins and watches. She did not raise me to feel that way, but you are also as a parent fighting against every other oh, message your child receives. Please, so, it's so hard, yeah. But at some point, and I think it was maybe, I'm ashamed to say, not until my, maybe my 30s, so I'm 40, I'll be 41 in a couple months. At some point, I said to myself, if you think something nice about someone, especially a woman, especially a woman, Say it. Say it. Yes. Say it. Don't yes. let it go to waste. Yes. Do not let it go to waste because it will be lost in yes. like the universal oblivion. Yes. And this woman, whether you think she doesn't need it or not, right? You think maybe she looks great or she's got it all together or who are you? She doesn't even know you exist. Why would you compliment her? Dear God, it might be the thing. It might mm -hmm. be, let me just stop there. It might be the thing. There's enough sunshine. If yep. somebody's like, yo, Melissa, I like your lipstick. I'm not going to be like, oh, tell them it's a different color because what if they put it on and they look prettier in it? And I got, 
I'm good, honey. <laughs> I don't, I can share all the things with you yes. because there's enough sunshine. That's right. And then the big secret is, is that you actually feel better too. Every time. Every, Every time. time I tell somebody something nice that I authentically feel and have thought yes. about them and I share that with them and I see their face inevitably, or at least 9.9 .9 times out of 10, yeah. light up. I like, walk away feeling better. Yes, because people are used to it. And, no, and I just had this conversation today with a client of like, you know what, you, you can choose to opt out of the competition. And it was, kind of, it was this like mind blowing thing of like, oh, oh wait, I have some agency in that. I'm like, oh yeah, it takes two to, to do that. You can choose that's to opt out. I'm not saying it's easy, but you can choose to opt out. And that's kind of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. it's, not e it's not easy, but if you put in the work and you decide, I won't have it any other way. Yep. Watch your world transform. Yep. So again, it started for me. When did I start working at Lotus? Ugh, I don't know. Maybe I was... 30, 31. So about, let's just say 10, 11 years, 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. I met women there. The, so, so Lotus is a, a fashion boutique that I would work at. I know that you know it, but for anybody watching, mm -hmm. that I would work at after work and at school. So think clothing, accessories, all this stuff, right? And I met women who, when we would go out together, when we would see each other, we'd be like, you look so good, girl. Okay, killing it. Like, this was who we authentically were. And I have not had friends that were any different than that like girl gang ever since i have created another one around women in business in the last year because i refuse to spend my energy and to receive energy that is any different than that and when you refuse it no matter how long you've been friends with someone no matter how long you've known them no matter how intimate you were at one point in your life with them when you refuse anything but the very best for yourself you will get it Mm -hmm. The universe will reward you. Mm -hmm. It will. And it is such an energetic thing. It mm -hmm. is. Yeah, light attracts light. Protect your energy. Yes. And light. And my husband has said this since we met. Water seeks its own level. Mm. Water seeks its mm. own level. So if you are constantly vibrating at your highest, most best, most best, your best self, you will attract the same. And yeah. anybody else that's intimidated by it, if they are intimidated by it, they will find yeah. their own level. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Okay, Antoine, I'm going to steal that. Okay, well, I mean, he said water seats his own level, but the rest was your girl, okay? I mean, let's give credit. I'm just kidding. No, he's wonderful. He said water seeks its own level. Yes, I like that, though. Protect yeah. your energy. And so much of that is about boundaries. Oh. Yeah. Boundaries, know your worth and boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and this girl gang thing, like, I, I mean, y'all are getting a lot of hype right now, right? Because of the social media thing and like people seeing y'all's posts and seeing um, the squad, right? I the mean, squad, our pod. Yeah, our the pod. pod. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and what I love about that too is the, the women in business too. So you can find these little like sub, subgroups, subcultures yeah. kind of for what yeah. you need. Yeah. And, and so much of that, too, is about not just knowing your worth, but knowing your needs, asserting your needs, yeah. knowing you can have them met, finding the people that will meet them. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, so I love witnessing that in you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I have yeah. never before. So, for example, the, the, talk, the, the type of women I'm talking about now, we were at a bridal shower for my friend uh -huh. Tiffany. She runs a business called Confetti Castles. Mm -hmm. And at her bridal shower, our conversation was not about love and upcoming nuptials it was about girl what are you talking about you don't charge for delivery 
That is your time. That is your time, honey. You are not creating when you are delivering. You are. You need somebody to help you with logistics. Yes. Uh, what are you talking? I, and I'm thinking, these are my people. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. These are my people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For the one women shows. Yes. Where you're mm -hmm. just like, yeah, you, you feel validated, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So because of the one woman showness and all the hats and stuff. Um, you know, self-care, like, that's the thing. So what, what do you do? What do you do other than have your people kind of tell you it's, it's happening, you're about to crash? Um, what do you do? Oh, I, I just take a break. I just take a break. I will remind myself that not everything needs to be responded to immediately. That because it's the right time for someone to text me does not necessarily mean it's the right time for me to text mm -hmm. back, right? So I'll take small steps like that. You, you called. I see that you're calling. I'm not in a mental place to dive into this right now, and I want to give you my total attention. So I'm going to decline said call, text you, and just let you know that I'll call you back when I have the capacity. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Small things like that. Managing my response. Because if I respond real time to every single thing that comes my way, I never really get anything done. Yeah. So I block and tackle. Yeah. So I'll put my phone up and I'll charge it and I might play music from it and I will do something totally unrelated to my phone. I'll paint, I'll, I'll fold clothes, I'll listen to an audiobook. I'll do something, but I will not be a slave to responding. So yes. I do that. I also will do, simple man, pour a glass of Cabernet that costs like $25 a bottle versus my $9.99 special. Ooh. And I will take the longest shower in history. And then yeah. I'll even wait for it, put lotion on afterwards. Like, I don't do that. Who, Who has, has time for that? that? I don't have time for that. I'm just kidding. But that's what I'll do. This is yeah. Small things, yeah. That's and right. I, I read a lot. Um, so I'll get yeah. lost in different stories so I can get out of my own head. Yeah. Now I am still high functioning perfectionist. So when I say read, I actually mean I listen to books on audible so I can still do paint. something at the same time. Is that what you, did you do when you paint? Uh, no, I mean, I don't want that when I paint. Um, okay. I do it when I walk my dog. Okay. I do it when I fold laundry. I yeah. do it when I clean the kitchen, when I unload the dishwasher, I do it in the car. I listen yeah. to the car all the time. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And the thing about the phone too, I mean, it's especially with the, all the notifications and everything, like I love the hard boundary of just put, and I think sometimes we have to yeah. have that remove the cues like that. That's okay. We just have to remove the cues. Yeah. So, um, a little bit about the specific, um, collections in your art, yeah. um, because yeah. they've always spoken to me, um, you know, specifically, you know, obviously personally, but professionally of just knowing so many um, yeah. people's stories and having walked through so many vulnerable, heavy stories with people. So the first collection was survival. And yeah. um, what I love about that, and what one of the main things I miss about being in person in the office right now, because I keep that in my office. And it's one of the first things yeah. I ask new clients, like, what do you see? What do you see? And it's Aww. so fascinating to just ha like ha have people talk through what their experience of art is and this yeah. art in particular, because we see different emotions in, in art. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I want to notice a little bit about um, the birth of some of these collections. They're survival, weight of the world, and worthy. Yeah. Um, how did they come to be? Oh, uh, gosh. I don't know. I, I feel like there are chapters in most of our lives that we don't particularly love to read out loud. Some people do. That's how they heal. That's how they grow. That's how they work through things. There are other people who have 
different experiences and they they don't normally lead with them maybe it's just kind of the the gritty stuff the the stuff that yeah isn't so great right and so when i started to paint again um i don't even know if it was a conscious decision oh i'm going to paint something that helps heal trauma and speaks mm. to women about their stuff i can i wish i could say i was that intentional about it survival so for those of you who haven't seen the painting that juliet's talking about the survival series kind of wait maybe i can do it with my camera it yeah there it is looks half like face this, right it's like a half of a, a face sometimes androgynous most of the time a very overtly feminine face and um when i got done with this particular painting i stepped away from it and i just kind of looked at it and i i personally had a flood of emotion i was like mm -hmm. wow there's some stuff in there there's some like anger and there's some healing and there's some trauma and there's there's a journey in there yes. and i know people people who maybe don't give a crap about art are like okay now she's gone way off her rocker but i do believe that art can say all those things oh, and that yeah. particular painting spoke to me i posted a photo of it on my instagram i said this is entitled survival and i don't know if i said much more maybe just yeah. about the strength of women um and th and things like that within probably 6 minutes 6 7 minutes my friend megan sent me a text and was like yo i need that painting and i wasn't ready to give it up yeah i mean i wasn't ready for it to be gone out of my studio for me to look at it yeah but if she wanted it if it spoke to her like that i wanted her to have it so i said she said is it for sale and i said yeah, yes. So then I made another one and another one and another one and another one. And so now the survival series has different colors, different shapes. I've made them in the likeness of different ethnicities. I've used people's hair color, favorite lip color or something, right? And now they represent whatever the person that owns them needs them to represent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've had women come back to me and say, I have a journey with infertility. I have a journey with an eating disorder. I have a journey with an abusive partner. I have a journey just that I never feel good about myself. I don't love myself. I have sexual trauma. I have all of this trauma. And when I look at this painting, I feel so empowered, feel so strong. I feel feel so hopeful. I feel like such a badass that now that painting, it's got a, yeah. it's got a whole energy. Yes. Yeah. It's like, to me, it's, it's, it's like about feeling seen. Yeah. And so for yeah. much, much more quickly, weight of the world is an ink painting. But again, I'm very into like feminine art. It's the bottom of a woman's face and the top instead of, you know, hair or something like that. It's just this crazy ink. And it, and it, to me, it represents the weight of everything that women specifically carry, the weight of societal expectations, the pressure yes. we put on ourselves, the weight even of amazing things like hope and excitement and new adventures and new opportunity, all the things that we juggle at the same time, all of the things that we maintain to keep going and to keep everybody else we love going. So that's what that one means. And yes. then um, the newest series that just started, I'm only a couple paintings in, 
right right now it's kind of the backside silhouette of a woman and i joked with i i hope this is not totally out of line julia this is what i would say to you this is what i would say to you if no one else is watching i, I call you. that series to me that ass <laughs> so i was like yeah girl that ass but um i love it worthy to me showing the female figure and it's going to be various size. I'm going to have some, I'm going to have want some with no thigh gap because yes. who the hell really has yes. that um, and all sorts of things. But that to me represents strength and self-love and just acceptance yeah. because here's the thing. We are, the message of, of, of physical perfection is shoved so far down the throats of women yes. that it stops us from doing so many things. That's right. I will do that when I lose 10 pounds. Yep. I will enjoy this when I look better in pictures when I'm there. Yep. I don't want to go because someone else is there who makes me feel insecure. When I get out of the shower and I see myself and I'm not sucked in, shoulders back, pulled in tight, that it almost traumatizes you. So it, it does, I mean, it, you'll, you'll stare at your cellulite, you'll stare at your pooch, you'll stare at where it's soft when you want it to be hard. You'll pick yourself apart. So showing a painting of the backside of a woman with all this texture and all this color yeah. and naming it worthy is a reminder. It's a reminder that you're worthy. You're worthy if you've had babies. You're worried if you decide not to have as babies. You are. You're worthy as you are. You're worthy with cellulite. You're worthy with stretch marks. You're worthy when you're 15. You're worthy when you're 15 pounds lighter, and you're worthy when you're 200 pounds away from your goal weight. You're still worthy. So that's because your worth that has nothing that to do. I mean, that's right. Your worth has nothing to do with achievement, but also what you look like. I mean, that's it. It doesn't have anything to do with your waist. No. Or your oh. butt. It has nothing to But you can also find self-love in the in when you look at things different. Mm -hmm. So if you're worthy, despite what society tells you you should be concerned about, you can also thank your body That's right. for allowing you to stand up, allowing you to walk, allowing you to pick up your kids, allowing you to exercise. You know, there's all these things. So kind of ties back into all the things. All the things. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, as an eating disorder therapist, right? Like this is, this is the stuff and it resonates. Yeah. And so when you're dealing with your imposter stuff and you're doing all the just because art's so subjective, yes. Yeah. But there are people that it speaks to and it it changes their journey in recovery mm. and and i've witnessed that through your art and 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 so keep putting your gifts out there people you never know who needs to hear it and when you never know and yeah i never so in a million years would have thought that i would be on the phone with you right this beautiful, inspiring, incredibly intelligent, huge-hearted human being walking the walk, doing the good, and you saying to me, I have one of your survival pieces in my paintings, and it opens up conversations in therapy for me. Mm -hmm. I never, ever, ever in my wildest dreams mm -hmm. would have thought that would be possible. Mm. Or, 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 or spurring from something I painted. And if I had known yeah. that, I never would have stopped painting. Yeah. I never would have oh. put it down for 20 oh. years. Okay. I never would have, okay. but, but now I'll never stop. <laughs> yes. 
but the but the timing. I mean, it is what it is, yeah. right? You have you have to get you're there. Right. You, you have it's to get universal there. Universal time for sure. Yeah. yeah, and your own journey and your own emotions to be able to you know approach it and 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 have a relationship with it in, in the way that you do now. Yeah. So thank you for your gifts and. Um, okay, so I, I ask everyone this because we're sun counseling and wellness. So sunrise or sunset and why? Sunset because I never see a sunrise. And if I do, it's because I've, ha I've let some real bad habits in. It's yeah. because if, if Melissa Harriet ever sees a sunrise, it's because I worked all, night, all night through the night. Yeah. So, and I'm not in a place of gratitude by then. I'm in a place of, <laughs> oh, I got to get up like an hour ago. Um, so definitely sunset. Yes. And um, where I live, I can see beautiful sunsets sometimes, like when I walk mm -hmm. my dog and things like that. And it, every time... Um, even if it's just for like a couple seconds, yeah. the, the, the beauty of it and just like the miraculousness of it. It's so stunning. That the, yeah. That the sky turns into a painting that was yeah. painted by the hands of insert, whatever, right. Your God, your universe, your, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I'm a sunset. That's right. Yeah. And you're obviously drawn to colors and like, you know, yes. play of colors. So yeah. 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 Um, and any last thoughts, like go to kind of quotes or mantras or anything that you love or, um, there's a quote and I, I don't, I wish I could, I'll look it up later, but, um, I've tried to live by it as long as I can remember. And it says life is not about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Hmm. And I like it because, because it puts us in the driver's seat. That's it, right. gives a, it gives us permission to try new things, yep. to create yourself with the building blocks of whatever you want to, right? Yeah. It, it allows you to not have this destination syndrome where your That's happiness right. right is on the other side yeah. of something that you find right people yeah. they leave they leave because they need to find themselves and you don't need to find yourself you're already there you're already you're there, already there. Yes. and you can create whatever version of yourself that you have the courage to create that's right. And you're enough just the way you are. I say it to my girls every night, just the way you are. Yep. Yeah, Thank you, Melissa. We could do you're this welcome. like forever. I know. I know. I, know. I appreciate day. you. And thank um, you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Have for using your platform for good. And thank you yeah. for coming into the IG space where people can, um, tap into you in, yeah, in an just, easy, really approachable way. You're, you're a gem, Juliet. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I hope that it makes the dialogue just normal. Like here we yeah. are, like we have it together and we're also losing our shit all the time. <laughs> Total like, shit show. <laughs> it's okay. So imposter syndrome, this one comes up a lot and it's really important to understand that we, when we feel that we tend to have really unrealistic and exceedingly high expectations of ourselves and what it means to be good or competent and this does tend to come with perfectionism, as we talked about in this episode. So we have to understand and remember that nobody is great at everything all of the time. So that that script that we're adhering to in our minds and that self-talk we have is really important around this, where we can separate feelings from fact and we can develop a growth mindset and a, and a healthy response to making mistakes or to what it might feel like uh, to be vulnerable and putting our work or ourselves out there. I talk with clients all the time about how 
so much is subjective, right? Like we're not meant to like everybody. Therefore, no, not everybody's going to like us. And the same goes for whatever maybe art or, or products we're putting out there. But when you feel comfortable with something, when you have attached or connected with something um, in a way that has been fulfilling for you, that needs to be enough. The other thing we talk a lot about in this episode is worth and values. And this is something I work through with clients a lot. I do values clarifications at many different points throughout my work with a client. And when we can separate thinking that our worth is attached to uh, achievement or success on paper or our weight, size, shape, something like that, and just get to a place where we recognize that uh, our inherent birthright is worth. We are born that way just because we're here then there's so much freedom in that. And then this word that I say all the time, permission, we end up being able to give ourselves permission to take on this life in a different way and to show up in the world. And my hope is that you can find ways to do that too. So who you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We are removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy. 